We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, joined by Ben Wade tonight. We are previewing for you, Rotherham at home in the league this weekend. Massive game, and we're also going to, first of all, look back at United's comfortable victory against Birmingham. I wish we could play Birmingham every week at home. <laughs> yeah. Best performances uh, in the Cup. And we're going to Oxford um, in the fourth round, so we've got a fantastic chance of progressing to the fifth round, which I believe is the round of 16, practically at Wembley. Checking hotels today, oh, genuinely. Um, yeah. One of one of uh, my one of my lasses' uh, friends has um, booked the wedding, and uh, boyfriend's just realised that they've booked the wedding day on the FA Cup oh final day, God. and he's literally panicking now, thinking we're going to have to call it off or reschedule. Like, She's like, "Yes, we will call it off <laughs> yeah. fully." She's uh, like, "Just rearrange the FA Cup final." Yeah, it's not happening. It's funny, isn't it? Like you get some players. It was Jamie Vardy who booked a wedding for Euro two thousand sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just like you're not. It's not totally inconceivable, yeah. is it? That like you could get. I know. I know you're a long way off the England yeah, squad, yeah. but it's not like that inconceivable. How about you just book it for July? Yeah, exactly. like or something like. Yeah, there's no, nothing happening. Yeah, but no danger. Fair enough. He, he's got the money to to pay for two wins. <laughs> um, I was going to say if it was the end of the tournament, though, you probably thought it's England. Yeah. There's no. That, chance. that would be reasonable. If, even if I get called up. Yeah, that would not, be reasonable. Be book it for the final. Uh, That's yeah, fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. Um, well, we'll have two Rotherham fans coming on the show later, thanks to those lads, um, Craig and Phil, to talk through their uh, club and chances this weekend. Um, ben, we'll start with last night. Um, you turned up later than me and Si, uh, but me and Si saw the team sheet and we thought, who the hell are these lads? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, very similar. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've heard of Barlazer uh, or Barlazer or whatever you call him. <laughs> Probably Barlazer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe it is someone told Some, uh someone help out um but uh and and obviously finley was one of the, the i think he might have been Rafa's first signing or something like that one of the really the first that signings that came in through the door um i didn't know that in the summer so i thought he was just a lad who come through the youth no nah, i think i think we got it scotch i think we got him from celtic or something like that so there, was, there was a little celtic. bit of a there was a little bit of a profile on him uh when he first came so i'd heard of him but I didn't, yeah. didn't obviously didn't have a clue about any of them sort of how how good they were. Um, I, I was uh, sort of impressed with Finley. I thought he was probably the the, the standout one in terms of um, he looked really comfortable. But having said that, he Birmingham, didn't. He didn't, Birmingham were he didn't have any defender to do, did yeah, he? No. But as as his debuts go, he, he's got yeah. to be happy with he, that. He looked he looked solid. He was on he was on the ball a lot. Um, 
because we had a midfield of Chiquiote, um <laughs> who just refused to sort of do anything with the ball. So he, he saw a lot of the ball first half, um, me, and me. he did, didn't really do anything wrong with it. He, he sort of. My dad was in a corporate bit. Mm-hmm. And that's just a lie, actually. It was nothing quarter about it. He just, <laughs> he just bought tickets there. No one invited him. <laughs> um, he just bought tickets because he fancied a, a nice do going with a friend, and it was good. And um, they had Shola on oh, pre match right. on the mic. That's nice, that isn't it? That Decent, they've, they've given Shola a job. Um, <laughs> Probably not paid for it, like. <laughs> free free sure entry. That. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's previously been known to Sam with Gallagher's flags, can I nip it? <laughs> like we do. <laughs> Three hours of your kickoff. Um, yeah, and then after the match was Teote. Really? On the on the fucking mic, can you believe it? Like Bloody who hard. who should we send up to speak to the speak to the people in the posh part, right? Cheek. And they, um, they were probably thinking who got the best ovation during the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, the stand innovation when got, they got an applause meter, and I'm like, it's off the scale. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's been shouting as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, get him in. Um, my dad was saying that it was bit, obviously people were like, so you're off, and he was just like, oh, we'll see. I just want to play football, which is fair enough. Uh, He's had a man not being in this in Africa. Yeah, he'll be regretting uh, that. Maybe he should have moved in the summer or. Last January, whatever. But um, anyway, yeah, I've interrupted there. You what? I've interrupted you. Oh, right. To tell you that anecdote. <laughs> was it a nice one? Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it, Mr. Hurst. Uh, but, um, he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Not a surprise. Yeah. No, just, I think um, the, the only sort of, obviously, when when they brought on uh, Djokovic, or however the hell Djokovic, you Djokovic, yeah. whatever you pronounce his name as the striker um, he, he caused uh, him and Hanley a couple of issues um, which was a little bit worrying because obviously he looks like a big big lad he's he's one that you think is going to be um, sort of dominant in the air so it's it's but it, there, were, there were encouraging signs there I think he's, he looks solid enough and the chances of him getting a game I think anytime sooner slim to none anyway so it's it's not really one to worry about for now I think he he, he proved that he's, he's got something about him he, he was uh, solid enough he's one for the future obviously it's nice that we can play a sixth choice a set, probably you could argue about where Harley and Bember are in yeah, the, yeah. the the pecking order but sorry they're, they're, fourth in, they're in the top four yeah they're, that's the fourth and fifth centre bike centre bike centre back pair and, 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 and they were fine and that was good I thought Hanley spoke to Finley loads because we were relatively close to the front and he was he was you know a couple of times he just needed that shout and yeah, Hanley yeah. was like get rid and he was that was the right thing to yeah, do when yeah. he was possibly thinking of dallying on the ball so fair play to Grant Hanley yeah no it probably helped with the obviously the language barrier as well um, <laughs> so uh, that, that was probably yeah. comforting for him but um, now nah, I think going on to the other two lads um, I, I thought the winger he, he, he just looked a bit um, unsure sort of what, what to do I think it was the occasion maybe got to him obviously he's a young lad I mean I think he's only been at the club a, a few months anyway I think he's the more the most recent of the the three of them to sign. Um, yeah, good pace. I'll give him that. Yeah, he, d- he looked fast, but it's just the, there was a couple of times where he had chances to to make a good run and get him behind. And I think Shelby twice was on the ball running, looking to play him in. And both times he just made the wrong run. Um, yeah, I mean he played in Gufran for that audacious back heel onto the post. Yeah, no, so no, it's no, not all bad. Lizard. I know what you mean. Was it? Yeah, that oh, was well. Lazar cousin. But <laughs> he probably created the space for Lazar. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say he was. He, he did. He was. Uh, he did seem to be tucking in actually, which was giving Lazar a lot of a uh, lot of space out wide, which uh, seemed to work well for for that chance in particular. Um, yeah. And he, 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 I mean, he was looking lively. He was trying to get on the ball, and I, I don't think he did anything wrong. So it's it's some it's it's one of those. I think it's he's got his debut in there. He he'll gain a lot from that. Um, it was good to see when he came off. Actually, a lot of the the sort of senior players went over to him like congratulating him. Sort of, I could see. 
Uh, I think it was Gufran Shelby um, and a couple of the others made it, and Richie made an effort to go over and sort of shake his hand, and that'll do him a lot of good. Um, obviously, the more exposure well, he gets, one to the for first the cameras team. there, for exactly. Shelby as well. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, no, nah, it, but it'll do them do them good to be sort of in and around that, and now they've, they they know what how difficult it is, what they've got to work to, and it it just I suppose it, it's a progress sort of measuring stick to see sort of how far they've got to go and and whatnot. But um, there's there's, there's potential there. Hopefully, um, again, he's another one that'll be a few years away from the first team. But the more exposure we can get them into these types of games, the better really. Um, and obviously coming out with a win, he, he obviously got a winning debut. So I'll be buzzing with by that. Um, I think Barlazer was probably the one that's got the most um, sort of exposure in terms of the the fans. I think obviously he's one that's been um, talked about a couple of times. There's been a few articles written on him, and he's a player that's um, potentially sort of on on the uh, the fringes of the first team already. Anyway, um, <laughs> one particular article of which Bolland, who we hope to have back on the podcast on Saturday, was kicking off saying. Bloody Chronicle, when the Chronicle did it, like five or six Newcastle players who could uh-huh. start against Birmingham City. None of them will even get in the bench, man. It's fucking shite. <laughs> Bloody Chronicle clickbait. Three, three of them started. Um, Two of them finished that game. I'm going to say, not, not bad. Three out of six. Yeah. That. But um, yeah, I thought he, first off, he, he found it really difficult to get on the ball. As I've already, already mentioned, Teote didn't do him any sort of favours. There was no link sort of from the defence. Neither did Shelby just playing class balls everywhere. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Not yeah, just, yeah, just him, completely, yeah. <laughs> completely uh, ignoring him. Um, but he, he, you could see after half time, I think the Rafa must have have told him to sort of get involved more and, and sort of come deeper to get on the ball. And you could see there was a concerted effort for him to be dropping a lot deeper. He was trying. Yeah. I think he was. He, he seemed to be playing behind the striker first half. And I think he was he was too rigid in that. I think he was probably thinking he had to stay in that gap and he just didn't get any of the ball. Whereas second half, he seemed to drop a lot deeper. He was coming to get on the ball. Um, and he looked looked much more sort of assured and composed. And uh, it's good good signs to see that a player that young is, is comfortable on the ball, wants to come and get it. I mean, it, it's it's obviously um, must have been sort of a, a bit of a daunt, daunting task first half, but you could see once he'd settled in, he, he, he looked assured and... I think again, it's it's good good to uh, be getting them involved, and I mean, <laughs> just sharing the pitch with someone like Shelby, the, the game he had, yeah. like it's just showing you what what you need to get to, and, and it's, it's almost scary. Like we went to the match last night, paid with tenner, cracking value for a tenner. Well done to the club, thirty four thousand, a good turnout in the the circumstances in terms of crowds, equivalent crowds. Mm-hmm. To me, a little bit disappointing, but never mind. I, I think when the club do those kind of prices, there's a lot of people can't go midweek. But not that, not like sixteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of people there last night who wouldn't who wouldn't normally go. A lot of kids, which was great. But a good crowd and in a, it's a, potentially one though. I'd say, I mean, I suppose that it's with, with the way that the um the with the injuries we've got and stuff at the minute, you didn't really know what type of team he was going to put is out. It, is it is it spread to the fan base? <laughs> <laughs> too injured to come. I know I know what you mean. No, but, I'm just saying like you didn't. I didn't really get any signals from the club to be saying that they were going to prioritise yeah. this this game as be is one that we're, we're going to try and well, obviously try. My, and win my the point game, was but... going to be my point was was um, it's uh, you try and imagine that game without Shelby and you've probably got the game at their place, which yeah. is a stinker. Yeah, like um, he's that he was that yeah. important that last night he won that game on his own and yeah. some, some great performances. Matt Ritchie played really well. Goufran up front was a bit of a re- revelation. Yeah, should have should have scored more. Could have yeah. scored more. It's um, it's one of those, isn't it? You 
he, he, he just brings the best out of other players. I mean, Richie, we've sort of been a little bit critical of him recently in saying that he, he doesn't seem to do enough. I mean, put Shelby in the team back in with him and yeah. he looks rejuvenated. He, make, he, starts he, making, he starts making runs in behind the exactly, back four. Exactly. It's, it's almost it's like not, another striker. Exactly. They're not, they're not wasted runs. That's the, yeah. the, the difference. Like you, you make those runs with Hayden and, and uh, Callback in the team. Yeah, it's just save your legs, mate. There's two no point. two goals for Richie last night. I've just realised. Could have could have heart Yeah, the keeper. Probably. Well, I haven't seen the a replay of it, but uh, there was a lot of people calling for handball. I think he was in in the box, but it was still an, still an opportunity there, and it, he just he just looked a threat all night long. Um, yeah. So that was good to see. And we'll go to Oxford now. Um, you know, hard game, hard game. Not a not a piss take by any means, but well, we'll see. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't. Rafa should just play like a whole team just, of kids. Just, I was gonna say just yeah, all them lads get there. Just, co- just just Shelby, but yeah. all the rest <laughs> of them. Sh- Shelby but, Tech. They'll they'll look but, like but, but play play Darlow themselves. <laughs> 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 um, not that Matt had a lot to do last night. I thought when's, I saw when's, some. When's Elliot back? He's back. He was on the bench last night. Get him in. Get him in. Rob Root. Um, yeah, I'd rather have a player that stays in the line and doesn't move than one that comes off his line <laughs> and then runs back and then doesn't move. Um, Gets out of the way, shots. Yeah, get, but uh, I thought I saw some people criticising themselves last night. I feel like it was harsh. Like we were expecting the service. Yeah. But um, if we get through, then fifth round, hopefully at home. Fingers crossed. Um, I can probably exclusively really uh, reveal live on air that that is the game that would get us safe a flag out for Gallic flags FA Cup fifth round. Get in. If we get knocked out, the Villa game, which is on the Monday, will be rearranged. If we draw, I think if we draw the fourth, fourth or fifth round, the Brighton game gets rearranged again <laughs> with ten days' notice. Um, I fancy going to that as well, but but after having me fingers burnt over Brentford, no chance. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're basically going to have a pile up of games, Ben. Next three league games are at home, mm-hmm. and then all being well, forgetting about the FA Cup. Five of the next six, sorry, not forgetting the FA Cup, if the Villa game gets moved, five of the next six games past these three away from home against all of the, against three of the top six, mm-hmm. three of the top five beside ourselves. So, plus Norwich, which, like, you know, isn't isn't piss, but it's not. It, it's not it is at the minute, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> so, for my mind, Rotherham this Saturday, all the games are massive now, we're in the, we're in the business end of the season, but Rotherham this Saturday, top players, bottom. Massive game. Can you see anything else but Newcastle win? No. Nah. <laughs> uh, Rotherham are crap. So, I saw one comment once on Twitter. That bloody True Faith podcast keeps saying we'll beat everyone. <laughs> like it's our fault. I know. So, like sorry. It's our fault. Like, sorry. sorry. I wish man. I wish there was some sort of prospect of Rotherham coming and giving them a game. <laughs> but I just can't see any lads. I'm, I apologise. Um, Harsh. Nah, I mean, they're just. They're, I mean, what? What's their points tally? I'll give you, you some stats. They've like, played. They've played thirteen games. Away from home this season and lost twelve. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> they've conceded the most goals away from home, possibly in the football league. That might be a lie. I'm trying to think of who who's who's. Con- tr- I was looking earlier on. Mm-hmm. They've conceded one of the highest amounts of away yeah. goals in the football league. It, w- it wouldn't more, be surprising. more than Hull, which is a bad sign. Yeah, <laughs> and Hull have taken some beatings. <laughs> um, so the stats don't look good for them at all. Um, you you say you can't see them give them a game. Just if but- Gale was playing, I'd agree, but he's not. I I still think the fact Shelby's back, John Drew's back in. I Big Daryl's rested. He's out of rest. Exactly, exactly. Dar- I mean, that's the thing. Um, Murphy's in a, a little hot. Uh, he's he's in a little goal streak at the minute. Hot um, hand. <laughs> he's got the hot hand. <laughs> uh, 
But um, nah, I just I just think it's it's just, they'll they'll find a way to get him in chances. And even Gufran, I mean, you, you could see him potentially sitting Gufran up top. The four the goal scoring four me's in. Um, I mean, I know he missed a couple of chances in the first first <laughs> game against Birmingham. But um, yeah, is he? I was gonna say, is his goal scoring four one goal in one game? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's good enough for me. Um, <laughs> It's prolific. Nah, he looked. He looked. He looked really dangerous last night, though. And you, you yeah. think if you keep going in, plus um, he's got a bit of pace like Murphy does. But I, he'll play Murphy. However, he'll play Murphy. Yeah, he'll he play Gufran left. Paul will come back. The back four will come back. Yedlin, Yedlin should we'll be okay. We're gonna ask by. He hasn't got. Yeah, we're gonna ask by someone else earlier on Twitter. What we haven't really mentioned Yedlin recently. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't been playing that much, and Nita's kind of had the nod, hasn't he? It's um, disappointing. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think he's been playing well every time he's played. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, confident. it just gives you a, a, just another dimension to the attack. That his pace is ridiculous, and he's he's more than happy to get forward. There was a couple yeah. of times yesterday where um, he he just he was too fast for their left back. He absolutely burnt them. He got in and some really good product, positions. Isn't it? It's yeah. end product. Like yeah. if you could add some end product, it was game. He'd be he'd be one of the best but, right backs in the country. I suppose it's one of those. If you you keep getting in those positions, you're going to get one eventually to to. Oh yeah, yeah, agree. And I think it'll come, but I just think if say say you could add Danny Rose's crossing ability to his game, yeah, yeah. he'd be some player. Yeah, some well that player. that'll come with, but would be playing, playing for us, so. yeah, exactly. every cloud. But um, I I think I I mean I I I think he's a far superior player there, Anita. Um, and I'd, it's disappointing that he hasn't been getting more of a nod, but I, I guess it's Rafa's wants to be consistent, and obviously if he feels Anita's warranted the the starting spot, then he's he's gonna sort of try and keep that back four settled but um I just I, I think it's and it's probably because of his his um sort of hesitation I guess to get involved attacking wise a bit like Paul he's obviously always going to be sort of there to to be solid at the back and he's always going to be in the right position I think the the sort of the two sides of Yedlin is he's he's so um quick to get forward and he wants to to be bombing on and getting into the attacking third that obviously he can get caught sort of uh, if if we lose possession, but um, I'd I'd be playing him every, every day ahead of anyone else uh, at right back, any of the other players. Um, just think it gives gives us so much more. You, he's he's just his pace as well. Defensively, he can recover so quickly. I mean, that David Cottrell sort of he knocked the ball past him a couple of times, and obviously got that first step on him. But with like straight away, Yedlin was back and, and actually won the ball off him a couple of times without sort of conceding a corner or anything. It's just. That that's pace is, is so uh, valuable, um, and as I say, it just just gives where him him and Richie work really well together. I think um, sort yeah. of dovetail together well on on the right. So but, no no chance for other room for you. I I'll say you're, you're probably right. Um, of course I'm right. <laughs> the away game that were really struggled with like it was terrible. They, it, they yeah. are they're direct times. They're the most direct team I've ever seen. It's not an insult. You've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah. Um, put like long, long throws. Just they just get the ball in the box whenever they can. Um, obviously, it's not going to be that simple for them because they'll have to commit men forwards to do that. Mm-hmm. So, be a tough one for them. I think we should win the game. We'll have twenty point twenty games remaining. We'll have fifty five points. I think we need eighty eight. You probably need ninety, but let's. Start, I think we, you don't need that many this season. I reckon eighty eight will do it for automatic. That's eleven more wins. We'll have Rotherham, QPR, Bristol, Wigan, and Burton all to play at home of these remaining games. Now there's 
there's 15 points off the in theory there's 15 points straight away mm-hmm. um so if if we can just capitalize these that would take with a 70 points and in, in within you know within the, the you just got to win a few more games and mm-hmm. if we could pick up 11 wins from our last 20 games i think that would be enough that gives us a huge margin for error uh it worries me a little bit it doesn't worry me but later on in the season if we do go on the cup run we're going to start racking up some games in hand mm-hmm. um you know what some of our fan base are like you know if, if we had three games in hand but we're level on points with leads or a point ahead of them people are going oh my god <laughs> not good enough um, having said that points on the board is always preferable to games in hand but uh, if you look at the Brighton situation I'd rather be in our position than theirs but it'll not be panic stations from me if we're if we know what the teams below us catch up because we'll win the FA Cup I'll take it to be honest <laughs> with you um, <laughs> or get to the final or quarter final um <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Be another sellout. Hopefully, a decent atmosphere. Three o'clock, and um, yeah, like you say, John Joe is a big, big addition, isn't he? It is. I, I just, I mean, as, as yourself, see that where he is. With <laughs> I'd be making uh, Daryl Murphy wear the the biggest like shin pads you've ever seen that go from his ankle up to his third, like hips, <laughs> um, just to protect him from these fucking defenders kicking people. <laughs> um, I mean, I think Mitrovic will be back yeah, soon. He might anyway, be back for Oxford so, anyway, so, so hopefully, thanks, <laughs> Yes, but um, yeah, you just it's obviously really down to the, the bare bones up front, so God God forbid uh, Perez has to go up there at any point. But yeah. um, it's been another interesting game for Perez. Let's how let's get a performance from him. Aye. I always say, you're not listening, but please, come on, we've, we've, we've slagged it off. You played well against... Um, <laughs> we're still waiting for you to bloody show we're wrong. And I uh, just we want you to play well, just... Great opportunity, lowly opposition or opposition that struggled this season. Great, great opportunity to to get in the game against Rotherham and, and really affect it in a positive manner and shut the likes of us up because uh, there's a good player in there somewhere. It's one way. It's probably just going to get kicked though if he gets on the ball. But he gets we'll kicked see. as long as we don't have a shite ref, which we probably will. Um, <laughs> we'll get some free kicks on it's all right. <laughs> um, right, I, th- I think that just about does it from us for. For this part of the show, so um, we'll now have two separate Rotherham fan interviews coming up for you um, <clears throat> with Craig and Phil. Thanks very much for listening. As always, really appreciate everyone who listens and, and leaves reviews and that and subscribes. We will be back for you Saturday night at some point, hopefully, Thurston, three points for Newcastle, and there will be the podcast to discuss it. Thank you. We're joined now uh, on the line by uh, Craig Quinn, who's very kindly joined, uh, agreed to join us tonight. Um, as the Rotherham fans so Craig thanks very much for your, your time tonight and agreeing to join us um, I suppose we may as well start uh, how has the season gone so far and why? Yeah I mean we've uh, we've obviously we've not started the season very well to be honest <laughs> as you could probably see um, bottom of the league for quite a lot of reasons I think to be honest um, I, I think there's been there's been a lot of messing about with management so it'll be unseen. We've had quite a few different managers throughout the season already, which has not helped us get a settled squad. I think a lot of the blame kind of lies with, with Alan Stubbs when he when he first came in. Everybody had high hopes of, of what he was going to do, and he, he seems to have brought in players that, that just don't suit our club. So we kind of like grafters and players that, that put a lot of effort in. The players that, that Stubbs brought in is, is just kind of more flair players and, and just didn't suit the, the club that they'd, that they'd come to really so that's that's one of the main reasons I, I think obviously we, we got uh, we got Kenny Jacket in as well shortly after um, seemed to, to last 
just just a few days in charge really I, th- I think he realised the, the challenge that he got in front of him and, uh, and jumped ship while he could really do you, so do you think the club was right to get uh, to let Stubbs go? Did, did you back that call? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I'm not I'm not one for for, for getting managers sacked, and I, I don't think a lot of the blame lies with the managers. But I, I think what what he's I think he talked a, a really good game to start with, and he got his son in a in a good position and a good job. Um, but I, I think in terms of results, when you look at what he'd actually delivered um, and the players that he brought in, I, th- I think he really struggled to to adapt from moving from Scotland to um, to the Championship. I think it's a it's a different league and, league and it's a different level. So I, I think that's where he struggled. So I think it was the the right time to to get shot. I think if um, if Kenny Jacket would have stayed, I'm sure we would have um, we, we would have been. A lot closer to safety than we are at the moment. All right, interesting. And considering the league position that you find yourselves in, what would you uh, consider, um, a, you know, a good season for Rotherham? Normally, do, do you think that you should be pushing on towards the the top half of the championship, or is it, is it always going to be a case of fighting for your lives every year at this level? Yeah, I, I think you've, you're spot on. I think we we kind of we need to accept the, the size of the club that we are. Um, the, the league that we're in. I mean, you look at you look at the teams around us: Blackburn, Forest, Bristol, Cardiff, QPR. There's a lot of clubs there that that are ex-Premiership clubs, um, clubs that have got a lot more money than we have. So I think being realistic, I, I think fighting for his lives at the bottom is 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 a fair fair comment. And I think it's what pretty much every Rotherham fan expected coming into this season. Um, I think with the way stuff started the season built quite a lot of fans up saying that we were we were going to try and push for a top 10 finish I think even the, the most optimistic Rotherham fans would have realised that that, that is a, a massive challenge considering the, the money that we've got and the, the money that we spend so I, I think realistically yes yeah, I think we've been quite lucky last few few seasons and, and this season we've, we've kind of took on a bit more than we can we can chew I think and is relegation the the end of you know kind of the, the big the big deal it is from the the Premier League to the Championship, or do you think the club are are well enough run and financially sound to be able to roll with that punch and come back quite quickly? Yeah, I, I think if we I think if we go down, to be honest, I think it, it could it could only be a good thing. Um, a, a lot of fans would like to to see us stay up, which which I included, just purely for. For games like we've got on the weekend away away at Newcastle, that that for for us as, as fans is, is a massive game, massive day out, massive stadium, um, and they're the the games that we want to be going to watch. But I think realistically, League One is is where we're at at the moment. I think we could have a a, a good season and, and possibly next year push for playoffs and hopefully try and get back up. I know the chairman's looking to to do the right things. He's looking at developing training grounds and, and the stadium he's got plans to expand it to 20,000 I believe so right. we've got everything in place we've got we've got a bit of money but he, he doesn't want to spend it and, until we kind of get a lot more support I think we average about 10,000 a week which is for, for championship level is probably the lowest considering yours is about what 54 52 yeah uh, yeah 52 so it's, it's a slight difference um in terms of revenue, 
So he's, he's not willing to, to pump money into a, a stadium that holds 20,000 when we, we only sell 10,000. 10, it's just business sense doesn't uh, won't, won't allow him to do it, really. Yeah. And, uh, have you accepted relegation yet, or do you think there's a, there's a chance you might get out of it? No, no, not <laughs> not yet. I, I think there's, there's still a long way to go, but yeah, being, like I said, being realistic, it's, it's going to be tough. We're, what, we're nine points away from, from Burton. Um, after 26 games, which, I, I, to be honest, it, it probably depends who, who we bring in in, uh, in January. Uh, I know we bought a an extra of them keeper today, um, Richard O'Donnell, so he's, he's not going to make a dramatic difference to us. Um, but I think the money that we've got is, is a good buy. I think we're in need of a keeper. And hopefully, I, I'm sure we can, we can put a run together and get... get Two or three wins, start and put a bit of pressure on the on the teams just above. I, I think there's a fighting chance, but the, yeah, I, I think we're really struggling now. And were you at the game uh, between the two sides in October? I think it was between us. And do, does that yeah, give does that give you a bit of hope for the weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, to, to be honest, that your was your played terrible. Um, you had a lot of possession, and I think we had to stall out just to, to frustrate you, to time waste, which, which I'm sure a lot of teams in our position against a big club like Newcastle would would do. Um, I, I think it was quite it was a it was quite a decent goal from from Atsu, which, which won it. I think other than that, I think we'd have been happy with a point, which I'm sure we will do on the weekend as well. I think we'll uh, we'll, we'll kind of set up a. Four five one and uh, just try and frustrate your guys really, and try and um, try and keep keep it tight until uh, until at least half time. I think if we can, can get to half time at nil nil, then then we're in we a chance. Yeah, and you you just told me off feather that you're you're travelling for, up for the game. What's your what's your plan for the day? Driving, coach, train. Um, yeah, we're, we're driving. So it's me, my son, um, and a friend that's setting off setting up about ten ten thirty. So we're going to get there quite early. Um, just just have a walk around uh, Newcastle, get get a bite to eat, probably a, probably a cheeky pint, and, um, and then yeah, just head to the game. Going to get a lot of pictures. Like I say, it's a big, uh, quite a big day out for, for fans of uh, of our caliber uh, to to visit a stadium that's probably what top top five in the UK. Yeah. Capacity wise, yeah. So yeah, for my son as well, new stadium that he's visited at ten year old. He'll be. Uh, He'll be really happy to, to see it and see the difference that Premiership football should um, should be able to bring. Really. Yeah. Well, do you, do you do you give yourselves any chance? Do you think you could nick a point or even all three? Um, I don't think we'll get all three. No. Um, I, to, to be honest, I, I think after the game that we played against you at uh, our place, like I said, I, I think if we can if we can hold out until half time, especially heading into the match. Um, on the back of our first win for a while, um, one Norwich two one. I think that will give give our players a lot of confidence, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll, we'll add in heading into the game, um, hoping for a point. Um, like I say, if, if we can keep it tight and, and keep Gale quiet, then um, I think there's every chance. I think we've got a lot of fighters in our team, and I'm, I'm sure that th- there is a point to be had, and, and I think it's. It's a game that our players are, are going to really live up to. It's, it's a massive day out for for our players as well to, to compete against some of the quality that you've got, like Shelby and, and Gale. 
So I, I think it'll be a good challenge. I think a lot of our players will be be pumped up for it. So fingers crossed we can uh, we can get at least a point. I'd be worried if you didn't keep Dwight Gale quiet because he's yeah. he's, out, he's, out, he's out injured for for a month. <laughs> Um, no, is he? Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Nice, nice little bonus for you heading up. Uh, and, 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 and who's, who's going to be playing? Is so, so Midrovic is injured as well. So yeah. it'll be, it'll be Daryl Murphy who be really oh, interesting right, to see because yeah, he only played two games this season. Um, he has, but um, but last it was last season when he was at Ipswich at our place. I think they won five two. Um, Daryl Murphy got a Crampton hat trick. Right. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely ripped us to bits. So I'm sure he'll be. Uh, He'll be well up for that tomorrow, because he's, he's he's not really done much since he's gone to, to Newcastle. So I think I think this is a game where he, he could come in and he's he, he's going to be looking to to get his name out there and get in, in Rafa's good good books really. Oh, definitely. I mean, we don't we don't know as fans how he'll play at home. The two games he started were both away from home. He scored two goals. To be fair, he only scored in the last two games. Um, yeah. And you know, it was weird. On we played beat Birmingham last night and played very well with a. A scratch team out, and um, yeah. not not many Newcastle fans would have thought would have ever rested Daryl Murphy this season, but he got a rest last night ahead of uh, yeah. ahead of this game at the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I did I did watch it last night, and um, I mean Shelby, I, I was I was hoping he'd um, he'd play a lot. So I, is he in the, the plans for the starting lineup on uh, on Saturday as well? Or? Oh, he's more than the, in the plans. He's <laughs> he's the whole. He is he is the plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was. I, Kept hoping that he'd, uh, he'd kind of get injured every every touch that he had. I mean, did he did he end up getting two assists? Three. Or, he got, was he, did he three. get the last one for for Richie as well? He did. I got all. He he got the he passed the ball Penalty. for the pen and uh, got yeah. the the great great ball for that and um, free kick and then yeah and he, he also he probably could have had three or four more assists. Well, we missed some cracking chances last night that didn't make it to the highlights. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we, we should have watching him at our place. He's, um, he's he's just he's far too good for the league and he's. Yeah, I mean, he's. I'm, I'm sure he'd be wanting to to get back to the Premiership to to give his England chances. Oh, Oops. definitely. So I, I think he's a, I think he's at the right club, definitely. Yeah. Well, Craig, I think um, that's everything. Thanks very much for joining. Well, we we'll really appreciate. It. I hope you have a a good day. I'm really impressed that rather than bringing so many fans on Saturday, despite your position yeah, in the league. Four four. Credit. Yeah, it's just just a day out. I, I don't think we're too awful for any points, but if if we can grab a point, it makes it all worthwhile, really. But. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a, a good day out. Brilliant. Craig, thanks very much. Yeah, no problem. Cheers, Alex. We're joined now very kindly by Phil, who is a Rotherham United fan ahead of the game this weekend. Uh, Phil, Rotherham travelled to Newcastle United um, with 3,200 of you coming, which is fantastic for your position in the league. Um, I've, I was looking at the stats today and I've noticed you have lost 12 of your 13 away games, drawn one, and have conceded more goals um, than anyone else in the, the division. Quite simply, uh, what, what's gone wrong this season? How has your season gone? <laughs> well, it can only get better. Um, I think things started going wrong before the season even started when we pointed out on Stubbs. He um, brought in a lot of what were potentially good players that simply haven't worked. Um, the idea at the start was to build a three-year plan, um, but I think in a way we've run before we can walk, and we've started signing players who are in their early twenties that in a couple of years' time could be very good players, but at the minute just aren't up to Championship football. Really, do you think that is is has, obviously the season's gone badly? 
do you, is this where Rotherham United should be? Do you think? Do you think this season? You know, with I don't know what kind of resources you've got or money you've had to spend on your wage bill, or Rotherham, you know, would would survival at the start of the season been a massive bonus, or as the club just really underachieved in your eyes this season? I think there's a certain element of underachievement about it. Um, we've got the best budget that we've had ever, I think, at Rotherham, um, but we're also competing with the likes of yourselves. Um, and so it's really, really difficult for us to be in it, try and find the players that we can afford that aren't um, pinched off as by other, other teams. Um, I think we artificially inflated expectations at the start of the season because um, we were talking about playoffs and <laughs> top top half of the table and stuff, which we were never going to do. And that was fine. Um, I was never expecting that. I never really wanted it. But... Our problem is that we're doing the same this time around in the Championship as we did last time around, in that you start off thinking, right, fourth from bottom, and then anything else is a bonus. Yeah. But the problem is that that just sets you off with kind of negative mentality to start with, um, and you're always then up against it. Um, I think that was part of the problem, and then it's just been just terrible recruitment, really. Um, I think we're probably... A lower half championship top half league one club and will be a bit of a yo-yo between the two right and that's interesting because I was at Rotherham earlier this season really impressed by the ground one of the best grounds I've been to obviously it's not the biggest but it, it suits you um, great location next to town centre fantastic mm. facilities you know really good good atmosphere actually I was very pleasantly surprised you know our people who listen to this will know we, we do most away games and um, the atmosphere this season, actually in the in the championship, has been far better than most of the Premier League grounds we've been to. But yeah. Rotherham was right up there, particularly in the, the the acoustics of the ground were great. And I don't know. I mean, it it doesn't seem like the biggest city or town in the world, but it it you know it it's, it seemed to have a lot going with you in terms of that. Do you think that losing Neil Warnock at the end of last season was a massive blow, or were you not that fussed in them anyway? Um, well. I- I think losing him in principle wasn't that big a blow because we wanted the whole three-year plan and Warnock himself had said, that I'm not the guy for that. I'll, I'll do an extra year, but that's it. So to getting rid of Warnock or letting Warnock lead, if you like, wasn't too big a problem. But it took so long to get to that stage that we were then just playing catch-up ever since. Um, I mean, It's phenomenal, the difference between how Warnock got the same group of players playing and other managers and it's, it's been the same this year now with, with Paul Warren taking over from, from Stubbs and Jacket it's the same players but they're performing so so much better I think I had a look at the your results recently and I think since he's taken over Warren's won 3 of 8 which for considering yeah. the form beforehand is um, is pretty good um, is, well, yeah, is it done though? Of, is it too much sorry. for is it too much for Warren or do you think you're down? I, I think we're probably down Um Part of me is still a little bit optimistic. I mean, as I say, we've, we've picked up under warning, um, but we can't seem to consistently win games. Um, and I think being that far behind, we need to be able to win three or four games on the trot to have a realistic chance of being able to stop up. Um, and I think, ultimately, I think we've probably left ourselves with a bit too much to do. Yeah. What on earth happened with Kenny Jackets? Do you guys, do you Rotherham fans, have any more of an insight to the rest of the country? Absolutely no idea. <laughs> uh, the rumours during the rounds at the time was that um, he'd been told one thing about amount of money he had to spend in January, um, and that it turned out to be something else. Um, but that is just rumours. I mean, coming to a club like Rotherham, you know you're not going to have fortune to spend anyway. 
and he, even if he was slightly fibbed to about the amount of money that he was going to be given, it's not as if it was a difference between you'll have 100 million yeah. and now you've got 10. It'd be the difference between three or two sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, part of me wonders if it was just the Leeds game on telly, um, which I think that was his last game, and we were just so abject. Um, sure, we were down to 10 men in the first half, but even we were just so, so terrible that it's almost if he just thinks, I, I just can't turn this round. This, this is going to be a five-year job rather than a two, three-year job, and I just don't, I just don't want that. Um, it's, it's, other, than, other than those two things, I can't really think of any other reason why he would want to leave. You know, he's, he's a well-regarded manager for the lower half championship, top half league one, and must have known what he was getting into when he, when he joined. Um, so to just turn around quite so quickly and jack it all in seems a bit bizarre. Yeah, a bit bizarre and, and not great to be honest with you for the club. You'd think he would have stuck it out till the end of the season at least, but. Like you say, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think the club. Uh, I mean, the club can be criticised for what they did with Stubbs, um, because, but not so much with Jackie because that was completely out of their control. You couldn't really imagine him doing that. Stubbs, I think, was should have been a good import, appointment. But the problem we had was that we came out with all these grand ideas and it's a three-year plan, and then sack him after thirteen games and tear it all up and start again. Mm. Um, did you back that decision to, to sack Stubbs? Not really, um, and I didn't back the decision last year to sack Redfern. We did exactly the same thing then, um, because you either have this as a plan or you don't. And if your plan is that, well, perhaps we do have to go down and then come back, or at least try and come back. But if you're going to come out and say that's your plan, then you've got to stick to it. Otherwise, you just look daft when you sack managers really quickly. If you come out and say your plan is, look, we're going to do all we can to stay up. Anything else is a bonus then fine, fans will accept that. But it's the whole grandiose schemes that then never pan out. I think Stewart's had something ridiculous like seven managers in eight years or something like that. Um, We've got rid of a lot and never really had the stability. It's the same with the players. Every year it's a new 10, 12, 15 players. Yeah, that doesn't sound great at all. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's it's almost like we were the other other end of that spectrum where we're, we're stuck with a manager for... A ridiculous amount of time and giving it your deal, and it, and it got stale. But something in the middle would be would be ideal. Um, yeah. How do you see, do you, or do you give Rotherham from what you've seen of them recently any chance on Saturday? I think so. To be honest, I mean, like, well, you know, from seeing the game at Rotherham, yeah, I think a draw would probably have been a fair result. Um, that was one of the best games we've had this season against the top side, and I think. Yeah, you had an awful lot of the possession, but I think we managed to control things fairly well. I mean, it was a brilliant goal from Atsu to win it, but um, I think we we didn't look like we were quite a cut adrift and you were quite so good in that game. So I think we've got a shot, and to be honest, we often play better against the better sides. Um, that's been our undoing this season. We lose to the likes of Burton and Blackburn, yeah. where, you know, we're the games that you've got to win, and then we'll go to... It would not surprise me if we went to Newcastle on Saturday and won. Um, because it's the sort of thing that we're capable of, but just don't do. Um, I think if we if we can get a point, I think that would be great. Um, because we've got, I know you've got quite a few players out, we've got some of our better ones out and some that may be fit, may not be fit. So it's going to be a bit of an uphill struggle. But 
I could, I could see us getting a point. Yeah, I think one great thing in your favour is, is Dwight Gale being injured. Um, yeah. You know, 20 goals in 21 games this season um, speaks for itself. And it's, I mean, Alexander Mitrovic as well is out injured, so the second choice striker. Um, <laughs> so it kind of falls to Daryl Murphy, and Murphy's done really well in the in the two two games he's debutised. He's got two goals. They were both yeah. they were both away from home, so it'd be really interesting to see how how the how you know how he manages. And the one thing I quite like about the fact he's playing is, like you say, that game down at your place, we really struggled with. The direct nature of your play. Um, mm. I, I don't mean that as an insult. I mean it was really you know you did everything you you you, you were good at. You did well. So for example, the long throw. I remember causing chaos in the penalty area on more than mm. one occasion. Basically, just try to get it in the box as quickly as possible. And it, you know, and on another day, like you say, that Johan Gufran defending a corner, kicked it onto his own post <laughs> in the in the last minute or an injury time or something. Um, so you're, you're right. I think that was a that was a tough game and. From our point of view, it also it kick started. Uh, I think the, we won the next eight after that. Yeah. So we ho- I mean, we have two home games after this. We have QPR then Derby. Um, we won the last two, so this this is a massive game for us because we we then go on a run of five away games in six, including right. all of the top three. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, I mean, we're very good away from home. We're better away from home than we're at home. But yeah, it's it's a weird one for Newcastle fans because. We've been so good away from home this season. I think we'll have the best away record in, in all of the top European leagues in terms of number of wins. And then at home, we've, we're often disappointed to an extent, whether it's the performance or or not. But we played Birmingham last night. This is our, I've been recording a Thursday, and we played a not even a reserve team, a reserve reserve team with a couple of with John Joe Shelby thrown in basically, um, and we were very very good. So I like to think if Newcastle play well, then there's not a lot the opposition can do. But there's there's plenty of teams that have come to St James's this season and got something. Mm. Uh, so you, you never know, like you say. And do you? Uh, you've already answered my question about how you know how you think you'll you'll do in terms of staying up. You've left you've left too much to do. Will you? I, I don't know whether this this uh, guy who's got the job at the moment is is been confirmed as full time. But would you want would you want to see him given the chance to rebuild if he did go down in League One? Well, that'd be interesting because he, he's. He used to be a player for us um, and has been our fitness coach for the last six, seven years. And as when he was appointed as the um, caretaker, um, said, I, I'm not a manager. I don't <laughs> want to be a manager. Um, I'll, I'll do it because I love the club, but don't think I'm your solution. Um, we've now given him the job till the end of the season. I think primarily because there's nobody decent out there that you'd want as a permanent manager. Um the fans love him. He's really good in interviews um, and comes across really, really well. Um, whether I'd want him, I, I won't want him to get the full the job full time. Not because I don't think he could do it, but because all, there'll be one day when we have to sack him. Yeah, and, and I don't want that to happen to him. Um, it, he's too valuable to the club as a whole to just make him manager. Um, yeah. He does too many too many other things that are more worthwhile than giving him the job full time. Um, who we get in the summer remains to be seen um, there's been a lot of chatter recently about giving out badly Ipswich did in the cup we wouldn't be too unhappy if we ended up with Mick McCarthy um, mm. but we shall see we shall see yeah well that's everything um, thanks very much for coming on we really appreciate it and uh, no. all, all the best for the rest of the season and you cheers for your time <laughs>